0: Oh boy, am I out of it or what? How about you? Are you a little spacey? Are you consumed by fantasies or images of the past? Images from possible futures? Are you watching Bridgerton, perhaps? I'm T. This is Burning Tarot, the podcast edition thereof. And I have polled for us today... The Knight of Cups. I think this works pretty well with the astrology of the moment. And it certainly works well with my own mood and state of mind, which is a little out of it. It's a little bit of an aura, a little pain, a little migraine coming on. As for where we are... Instead of a nature walk, we are taking a a hideout. We are hiding out in my vehicle overlooking the Sisters Community Labyrinth in Sisters, Oregon. But we're not actually walking the labyrinth right now because it's so darn windy that I don't think I can record and walk at the same time today. Over to my left, I look over and... There is a very cute ground squirrel leaping around. There are some pastures for a big old ranch. And beyond the pastures, we have pine forest. And then that heads on up into the mountains. I see trout butte sprinkled with snow. I see the three sisters, especially North Sister, kind of obscured by clouds. And then I see Black Crater. I love Black Crater. And I see a lot of far away little burned trees on Black Crater. It's not just a crater. The whole mountain is called Black Crater. And yet within it, there are other craters. Black Crater and Milliken Crater. And the Millie Fire of 2017, which burned a heck of a lot of all this. And almost my house came about a mile away. Uh, The Millie Fire is named after that Millicent Crater. So I'm looking at Black Crater. My house is over there at the foot of it somewhere. With a little blue sky and a lot of cold wind. And I'm kind of spacey, man. I'm just with the Knight of Cups that we've drawn as our card to lead us through the next week-ish. We're using the Centennial Edition of the Smith Rider Weight, or RWS, or however you want to call that deck. Pretty classic one for the 20th century and onward. So, we've got, predictably, a white guy uh, sitting astride a horse. He is looking um, towards, like if you're the viewer, the audience, your right hand he's looking that direction so it's like you read left to right he's coming in from the left going to the right and uh so he's in profile atop his horse horse is also in profile he has wings on his helmet he has very nice lovely silvery armor wings on his feet as well there's some kind of tunicky thing over the armor and there are uh, red roses red fishes I honestly don't know what that pattern is something red um on this tunicky roby thingy he's holding out a golden chalice it's right in front of him he's holding it with his right hand and he's sort of gazing into it but his gaze almost seems to go a little past the cup at the same time he's dreamily gazing into the distance while also taking in the incredible glowing gleaming sight of his chalice his grail his visor is up so that we can see his charming face and his gentle light smile the horse is pale gray very pretty and her head is um you know, it looks like she's being reined in, and she's moving slowly. This is not like the Knight of Swords, who you'll see, like, he's got his sword out, he's going crazy, he's running through the whatever, and the horse is like, ah! galloping off. This horse is perhaps a bit dreamy herself. She's got good form. She'd be a good dressage horse. So she's clip-clopping away, and he's keeping her reined in, but she's also keeping herself reined in, I would say. The pair of them is moving slowly. They are in a fairly parched environment. It's kind of like our high desert here in much of central Oregon. Like if we just had east a tiny, tiny bit, it all looks like this. And there is a river. A river is coming through the, the high desert of this card. Some beautiful rocky cliffs sloping up on the opposite side. So they're probably going to ford this river soon. The horse and her knight. Behind this knight and horse, there's a pale blue, a slightly grayish sky. What does it all mean? Well, this is a knight. So he is devoted to his cause and his vibe. I look out here at the labyrinth, which I'm part of the the official labyrinth committee. The uh, unofficially labyrinth ladies here in our small town who help take care of this labyrinth and hold events there on the solstice and sometimes other occasions. And I think of what it takes to be devoted to what is numinous, what is strange. And it's like a golden chalice that only you can see. Or maybe sometimes some other people can see it too. But your devotion to it, if you're the Knight of Cups, doesn't have to do with whether or not anybody else is impressed or whether your dreams are at all practical. They're meaningful to you. So you commit to them. And I, I think of that as I look out to our labyrinth, where to many people, they would walk by, maybe try to take shelter. There's a little shelter there. Um, and the idea of walking a labyrinth as a meditative act or a meaningful act of community would just seem kind of weird to them. They would just like not notice at all. And yet to me and the labyrinth ladies, it's very meaningful. And to random people I occasionally meet who say, you know, I walked this labyrinth over by the Les Schwab tires and that was so cool. And I go, oh yeah, I'm the one who left that rock there that you picked up. (laughs) So a lot of our lives are like that, right? They're full of these things that um, lead us into a state of appreciation or just a state of dreaminess and enjoyment and we share those with certain others but we can't really expect everybody to get on board and mostly I think a lot of us don't these are our chalices full of our individual waters that we want to drink of that we want to look into if someone else comes along for the ride isn't that great so Right now, I think we are being shown that this is a time for that dreaminess and a time for our imaginations to perhaps run free a little bit. We may have to rein them in, actually. Speaking of the reigning in metaphor, we may find that we're uh, experiencing so much dreaminess that we can't get stuff done or that we're making poor choices. Knight of Cups. You know, he sits erect and strong, and he looks like a lovely knight. So he is sometimes associated with romance, with your knight in shining armor. Come to your emotional rescue. I have to do my Rolling Stones thing there for a minute. Um, So this can mean, in certain readings, you might draw this for yourself or a client or a friend. And it might be a literal, like, someone romantic is going to amble into your life on his fine steed and perhaps sweep you off your feet and that's nice that's very nice um uh, but be careful you know everybody who answers your um tinder grinder ok cupid or match.com profile i don't even know if half of those still exist anymore um But everybody who tries to get in touch with you and sort of strum the lute strings of your heart, they're not all actually worthy of that. So with the Knight of Cups, you want to make sure if someone else is moving into your life and seems too good to be true, they might be. So you want to make sure you check them out. In terms of our own internal Knight of Cups moments, this could be definitely dreaminess, definitely emotion. A very good time for creativity, particularly in realms of music, poetry, but a lot of us express our creativity in different ways, right? You might be a painter, you might be someone who gathers community around, you might be someone who makes strange figures with sticks on the beach, that would be me, and takes pictures of them. You might knit hats for people. So any kind of creativity can really play nicely with this imaginative vibe. Um, But especially the sort of imaginative arts. So storytelling, filmmaking, songwriting. They go well with this energy. This energy will feed them. So if you've got something like that that you want to do in the next week or so, it's a good time to um, leave some blank spots on your calendar so that you'll have the opportunity to capture this energy as it flows through. And if you're not feeling anything urgent in particular, like I must write this song now, for example, it's a good time to sit down and just kind of noodle around on the piano, the guitar, the drum, and not worry about whether a full song comes of it. Productivity is not necessarily a big aim of the Knight of Cups. You know? what's important is the ride uh, not the productivity getting to the end making a goal doing a thing Uh, it's some of this just happens like in our minds our emotions might be flowing a lot our sexuality might respond as well to this type of energy and the knight of cups here in our card plays very very nicely well plays nicely or at least amplifies and and reflects the astrology of the moment so we're leading up to the big conjunction where jupiter meets up with neptune and that's okay i don't know april 12th soon and we're already feeling that energy and um i believe venus has just entered pisces which is where the neptune and jupiter thing is going on That Piscean energy is very much this Knight of Cups feeling. All of these involve the element of water. And Jupiter will just amplify that stuff, blow it up, make it big. So that can get scary sometimes if you have so much emotion or spaciness or um, overwhelmingly vivid dreams. If you're not used to that stuff, it can kind of Uh, knock you out of orbit a little bit so with the with this card and these planets twirling around we're, we're getting fair warning we know okay i might have a bunch of emotion flowing or weird dreams or creativity you know and or kind of a psychedelic strangeness to me i might be overly attracted to Um, ways of changing my mind we might find ourselves wanting to you know drink a lot of alcohol take some drugs (laughs) whatever kind of thing we do that takes us out of our head or makes us feel more heady so this stuff all comes along in the territory with the like Neptune Jupiter in Pisces and you've got the Knight of Cups Um, so we've been warned we know this is going to happen And basically, it's fine. We just have to make room for it. We have to have room. And if you need practices that help steady you in the face of overwhelming emotion, overwhelming wateriness, um, you may also find yourself being drawn to the past or getting messages from the past or messages from family or people that you didn't know where your family and they just found you. <laughs> this kind of thing can come around during these times as well. You may feel drawn to thinking about your ancestry. You might have a visitation from an ancestor. You might go visit an ancestor physically, like you might go to a grave at this time. So this can all feel like too much. Um and there's basically two ways to approach it. Well, there's three. One, you can resist it. You can go, oh my God, this is too weird. I don't want to deal with this. And I think we all know that this kind of thing doesn't usually help or work. <laughs> but the resistance can be useful because when it pops up, it tells you, oh, I got to check in with myself. What's going on with me? Why am I, um, you might experience this as just kind of generic anxiety. So you can check in and go, okay, what's happening? I need to take care of myself. I need to stop and check in. I need to remember that emotions might be big right now and that that's that's okay. It's just an emotion big time, no big deal. So the resistance is useful in that it's like a little marker for us to pay attention. Um, Another way of dealing with that kind of overwhelm is to ground ourselves so if the the big watery emotional stuff feels like too much we can say okay how do I how do I ground myself in earth so I don't feel like I'm being just swept away by the water so you should have some grounding or earthing types of practices that you can do um I don't know if I have posted it here I know for some of you who get individual readings uh We've done some grounding, grounding energy rituals, like on phone calls and during readings and stuff. Um, yeah, well, at some point I'll make one for everybody to share in. In the meantime, do whatever practices work for you. And if you can literally get your hands or your feet into the dirt, do some gardening, walk barefoot, hold stones in your hands and just meditate on them. Have a plant in your house if it's too cold outside. Hold your plant. Put your, put your hand on the plant pot. That's all like literal earth energy. Um, cooking. For some of us, that's a way that we get our hands in earthy materials. Uh, just be careful. With all this watery energy, you might have uh, the tendency to, you know, cut yourself with the butcher knife in the kitchen. But cooking can be a grounding exercise. And there are um, earth-oriented meditations. I'm sure you can just look them up on YouTube and somebody's got something out there that's probably good. Uh, But those literal practices can help too. Remembering to be in your body. Breathing up earth energy out of the earth through your body. Remembering that you're part of the earth. Another way to approach a big wallop, a giant wave of water energy is to go with it surf it i think we had this metaphor recently on another one of these podcasts i can't remember um so surf the waves or go body surfing metaphorically speaking or hey do some real body surfing if you can that sounds fabulous um go with the water i started really feeling this um Jupiter, Neptune, Pisces stuff a number of weeks ago. And there were a lot of planets in Pisces and I was not handling it very well. And I actually went into a bath and just was literally with water. I allowed my body to just be in water. I allowed myself to drift with water. And towards the end of this long bath, I got a message and the message was when it's neptune time do neptune so for me the message has been here comes a lot of water stuff knight of cups pisces etc cetera, etc cetera, and let's go with that let's sit in the water let's have a time to cry if there's an emotional overwhelm let's build some space into the schedule. I uh, I went to the ocean. I went that just happened to be scheduled already for spring break. <laughs> I was in Mexico at the beach. So I literally uh took to the water and I've been seeking out creeks and rivers since returning home to central Oregon. So I'm allowing myself to really do water at this time of wateriness. I am um sinking into my sexuality more which is something that as a perimenopausal mom with a kid you know it's easy to sort of sketch out on that part of my life at times but that the sexuality can be very tied in to our cups element energy so i'm taking time to do that and the knight of cups is a lover So you can have that sexual type of energy that you enjoy with yourself. or If you have a lover, by all means, this is a good time to reach out to them. And uh, yeah, so that's been my response. This time is watching my own resistance, remembering to do some grounding and then going ahead and saying like, here comes water. Let's do water. Let's do emotion. Let's do ancestry. I've had a bunch of people from my past contact me. I've had some family secrets come up. It's all perfect for this time. And I've gotten together with my wonderful lover, my husband. Um, Just letting water be water and acknowledging that it's part of my life. For me, that's been a wonderful approach to this time. And I think the Knight of Cups tells us that, uh, that we can do that. And it's okay to get spacey and imaginative you just gotta remember to come back to earth you know and like i say kind of build the schedule or the plan around the realities of a deep water time the deep water often um you know it sort of foils our more complicated uh everyday plans frequently You know, if we're trying to be uh, fully engaged in work, 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 work mode, for example, a water time like this will make that really hard because some of our emotional life demands our attention or our sexual lives or our woo-woo out there. Psychic self is just like broadcasting at such a loud volume that we can't hear the everyday boring work stuff (laughs) so it's more of a balancing act than than um, a problem and if you look at your schedule and you think you know what I've just got too much stuff on here well find some stuff you can push back find the people that you can tell I'd like to move this meeting to early May or I'm gonna cancel this complicated travel plan that just feels too hard right now, I'm going to stay home and chill out for a few days. Let yourself do it. I think that's what the Knight of Cups would do. The Knight of Cups would look for joy, pleasure, happiness, flowers, water, love, Um. and would understand that that's not going to always match up with a, um, you know, bureaucratic work schedule <laughs> So I hope that this stuff is useful for you guys. Um, the I do have personal readings available for sale at tiffanyleebrown.com. You'll see a link that says shop. And one of you asked about the single card super sale that was on for quite a few weeks. That was super fun. I really enjoyed those with you guys. Um, but the sale has ended... And, and to answer your question, no, I don't know when I'll bring it back or if I'll bring it back. For those of you who participated, thank you, thank you. And I hope everybody's having a um, splendid March. A big old watery hug from T at Burning Tarot to you. Bye-bye.